folks. This is David opposing the matrix. And tonight we have a, an opposing the matrix first. I'm on a minute before I'm actually supposed to be on. I think I'm getting reformed. Look at that. Still 659. Hmm. Very interesting. And it is 659 on the 15th of December, 2022, winding down to the end of this secular year. And, um, getting ever closer to uh, 10 days away from when everybody goes broke. So <clears throat> referring to Christmas, of course, my goodness, how they've turned this into a commercial holiday instead of the meaning of the birth of the son of God, you know? Um, anyway, so news today, <laughs> the wonderful Kate Brown, governor of Oregon for a few more days anyway, has decided uh, to do a uh, scorch and burn policy as she leaves office. And she has decided to commute all of the sentences of people on death row. Yes, Oregon has a death row and it's a constitutional thing, but since when does Kate Brown acknowledge the constitution? Oh yes, when it's something that benefits leftists, progressives, communists, liberals, Democrats, you know, you use your word, they're all the same difference, but when, um, when it comes down to protecting the public and uh, she don't care. Uh, I don't know. So you're going to release violent criminals into the, you know, there was already violent criminals in the prison system, but these are some of the worst of the worst, you know, and, and you got guys that are going to be put in with the general population now, or, you know, death row population, and they're all going to be killing each other. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing, I guess. I don't know. But, um, Still, it's it's wrong. It's wrong. And it just goes to show you that these leftists, liberals, progressive, communists, socialists, whatever name you want to use, do not care about constitutional authority. So I just had to get that off my chest. Okay. Um, on another note, Elon Musk has uh, really been ticking off the progressive liberals, socialists, communists, you know, you, whatever name you want to use. Um, in all the things that he's been releasing uh, on Twitter, showing that uh, they directly uh, blackballed, for lack of better words, the uh, the Twitter, uh, the conservatives on Twitter. Boy, it was hard there for a while. Boy, you put anything on Twitter, and man, you were <laughs> you got your your first suspension, your second suspension, and bam, wow, he's out, you were gone. Um, but he's turning that around, and to his credit, he's doing a pretty good job. And um, but you know, it's it's not easy for him. And I heard that yesterday. I, I read one of his Twitter posts actually that uh, some people were stalking his um, his family, and the guy they actually blocked his car in and uh, or their car in, and uh, the guy got out and in a menacingly way climbed up on the hood, was banging on the car. Um, Elon was not very happy about that. And I would not want to piss off the richest man in the world, to tell you the truth. Um, so, um, anyway, so you have that going and, but, uh, yeah, the dumps that he's been taking on or leaving or releasing, that's a better word. He's not taking dumps on Twitter folks. Um, but he's been releasing a lot of paperwork that showed that Twitter was involved in a lot of bad stuff. And, um, and I read today also that, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy that started Twitter. Can't remember it right now, but 
he might be up on some counts, um, some pretty powerful um, uh, counts in court, uh, maybe going to jail, might do seven years or so in jail time. Uh, albeit he's a rich person, so he's probably not going to do that. He he knows the right people to buy off and, and everything else, and he's a Democrat, so <laughs> he's probably a Mason and an Illuminati member and, and a lot of other things. But um, anyway, uh, what are you going to do? So uh, haven't heard much about the war in Russia recently. Um, you know, maybe that's not going in the favor of the Ukrainians now. Maybe it's going in the favor of the Russians and the, the press just want to talk about it now. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, they, they can't make a, a, up a, uh, atrocities that the, the Russians are doing. So I do not think that Putin and the Russians are the uh, necessarily the worst uh, villains in this war. And I, I just have to sit back and uh, if you hear that noise, it's my dog drinking water. Sorry. Um, but all we got to do is sit back and watch um, the leaders of Ukraine prove to the world that they're corrupt and very corrupt at that. Um, speaking of which, just kind of meld into what we're going to get into here. Um, there has been speculation for a long time that uh, the Ukrainians, uh, the Ukrainian government has been involved in child trafficking. <laughs> That's a Chewini dog, folks. Uh, That's trying to get attention. So let's not give her that. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, first of all, he was setting up uh, bioweapons labs right on Russia's border. And if you don't like a country and you're setting up biologic labs in your country, the other country is not going to think that you have peaceful intent with these labs, right? So one reason for Russia going in. Another one, uh, like I said, um, I've heard that uh, they were involved in child trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, and all the other stuff. And um, so if that's true then um, it works into what we're going to talk about tonight. And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, sorry, folks, um, underground military bases, uh, dumb bases, deep underground military bases, and what's there and uh, what they're there for, um, which you probably won't hear tonight. No, I'll tell you about. Uh, there was a fellow named Phil Schneider, and Phil was... Um, his job was to survey and lay out these um, some of these deep underground nuclear bases, nuclear bases, deep underground military bases. And um, one of them was in Dulce, New Mexico. And he worked on several other ones before that. He was injured at Dulce um, or Dulce, however you want to say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, when he went down there, he encountered some uh, not so friendly extraterrestrials. And we know, hello, here, fingers, extraterrestrials. And we know that they're not extraterrestrials. They're fallen angelic in nature. And uh, they're a bunch of bad, bad dudes. And uh, yeah, the, the Marines that were with them or the special forces that were with them, excuse me, I don't know if they were Marines, Navy, or Army. Um, I don't remember. It says when he talks about it, he says it. But 
supposedly got in a firefight with these things and these things had basically a laser weapon and he lost some fingers on his hand because of that and the marine that saved him lost his life or marine the special forces guy that saved him i don't know why i keep saying marines maybe they were i don't know i don't remember but um so he was involved in this and he was very knowledgeable about it. And if you go online, especially, um, I would not go to Google look for this. I don't go to Google look for hardly anything anymore. And I don't go to YouTube. So I restrict myself to DuckDuckGo for a search engine. And I restrict myself to, um, to rumble for the most part, Brighty on sometimes. And, um, if I have to, um, bad video. I didn't know Alex Jones took over band video or if maybe it was a part of him altogether, but, uh, all the time, but, um, so, but anyway, um, yeah, I go to those formats to look for things. So if you go to DuckDuckGo and you type in Phil Schneider, uh, dumb bases, that would be real easy to remember. Um, you're going to get a litany of different links going to it, or you can go to rumble and type it in and you can watch videos. Um, there's a good one. It's about an hour and 40 minutes long where he talks all about these things. And when you start watching it, you can't shut it off. But uh, and that's why it's not on here tonight, because first of all, I've talked about it before. And this is kind of a recap tonight, uh, latest news and stuff on these on these bases and stuff. But, um, you know, we, we have done one before on him and on the deep military under um, deep underground military bases. I'll get that right by the end of the show, folks. <laughs> Promise. Um, but, um, he, uh, he, uh, was quite elaborate about what he talked about, elaborated a lot. And, um, what goes on there is not a pretty thing. Uh, like you're going to hear tonight, it's used for, uh, the sex trade, sex trafficking of children and even adults, slave labor, um, and it goes all the way to the point of talking about how these entities, uh, especially the reptilians, like to eat people. So they keep vats of people there um, or body parts that they can feast on. And I heard somewhere where the supposedly the grays can soak in the liquid that have human parts in them and they soak up the nutrients that way. Anyway, um, yes, there is evil in this world and uh, and it's not pretty. It's It's been hidden from all of us for a long time. Um, Hitler was evil, yes. Stalin was evil, yes. But the powers that were behind Hitler and Stalin and all the other ones like Pol Pot and Genghis Khan and all the other ones um, is hideous. And we're going to look at a scripture that talks about them. Um, it's important to remember that with these um, these forces that we're dealing with, that I think that humans, if humans were left alone without demonic forces, um, giving them ideas and stuff. Yes, humanity is fallen and it's evil by its very nature, but I think that it wouldn't be as evil if it wasn't for the the forces of darkness that are that are teaching mankind how to do some of the most um, hideous and heinous things and um, and causing men to have hardened hearts. But um, but anyway, uh, there is a scripture and I'm, we're going to go to it and look at it right now. Because we're told by, by the Apostle Paul in his, um, or Shaul, in his uh, letter to the Ephesians, the Ephesian church, uh, they had their problems like most of the early churches have, <laughs> not much unlike churches nowadays, right? And it's funny how 
like just like when humans are young and they're kind of ignorant and and don't know that much, uh, then when they get really old, uh, they kind of forget stuff and and a lot of their their ways go out the window, so to speak. Uh, you know, we, we come into this world bald, we leave bald. We come in poor and we leave poor. And um, in, in the same way, um, the churches, some of the churches have, uh, you know, were, were kind of um, ill-informed or going on the wayward, so to speak. And now they're doing the same thing at the end of the age, you know. And the age has been from the time of when Yeshua appeared on earth until today and until he, until he returns, actually. And um, so uh, Paul is giving us a primer on who we're dealing with. Because it's really easy to, to blame, to blame uh, your neighbor for, for whatever, maybe going over an extra inch when he mowed his lawn and it's shorter than what you would like it mowed, you know. That's really a trivial thing because grass grows out. <laughs> but, um, but even as, th- as things get worse and worse and worse, yes, there are sins and there are sinners and there's there's atrocities that people commit, and and they have to pay the price for it. Okay, but at the same time, where do they get the ideas? Where did um, Jeffrey Dahmer get the idea to eat people? <laughs> You know, where did uh, Adolf Hitler, what reinforced these behaviors? What reinforced Hitler's behavior to want to uh, to blame one race of people for all the atrocities in this world? Or I should say all the other races of people except for his own. Um, and so let, let's look at this right here. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and hit this. Yes, I talk to myself when I do this, folks. All right, this is Ephesians 6. And um, Paul is talking about um, all the things that that believers should be doing, honoring your father and mother, obeying your parents, um, and why you should. And he quotes quotes the uh, the Old Testament, or the Tanakh, or the Torah, actually, in that... um, and he goes into how fathers should treat their children, uh, ser- how servants should be obedient to their masters, but masters should also treat their their, sla- their servants or slaves with respect because we're all people and basically we're all in this thing together no matter how much money you have. But uh, let's see. So we get down to the 10th chapter, and Paul starts talking about these defensive weapons that we're supposed to put on weapons or these uh these garments we're supposed to put on uh to protect ourselves and yes some of these instruments look like they're look like they're offensive but for the most part they're defensive but sometimes you have to go offensive to 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 guard your ground so to speak and because he's mentioning swords and stuff well that's really the only um weapon that he mentions but uh well let's look at it uh, 610, uh, and I'll read on from there. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, if we were talking about modern day warfare, we'd be talking about putting on flak j- jackets, flak vests, um, <laughs> you, you name it, your helmet, um, 
to have good boots on. Basically, it's a bit the same. Uh, yeah, we don't use swords anymore. Well, not right now, anyway. Uh, but we do use guns, and basically they're short swords that shoot bullets. Uh, but uh, So anyway, let's look at this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, or Satan, or Lucifer, whatever name you want to put there. Um, for we wrestle, this is important. If you don't get anything else from tonight, realize that we're not fighting other men in the long run. Okay. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay. So principalities, if you, if you've ever read the scriptures, you've read about Daniel, uh, he was praying and expecting an answer and it'd been a while, I guess. And, and so, um, Finally, this angel gets through to give him a message. And he says, hey, he says, I would have been here a lot sooner, but I had to fight against the prince of Persia. Now, uh, who is the prince of Persia? Well, these principalities, um, I'm trying, there's another name for them. I can't remember it right now. But just like on Earth, the, the angels or fallen angels, and I guess regular angels too, they have principalities that they're, they're in charge of on Earth and probably in outer space too around the earth and maybe the moon, who knows? We'll find out about that someday, I guess, but for sure. But um, so everybody or all the good and bad angels are, are responsible for principalities or areas of the earth. And then those are broken down into the smaller, a lot like human government, actually. <clears throat> and the good angels have a government too. That's sort of like human government. Um, okay. So powers are, are uh, the ones that fight for the principalities against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, where did the Nephilim come in where this is concerned? Okay. Um, I would say that they're against, they're the rulers of the darkness of this world. Okay. Uh, I can't prove that, but I know there, there are, there are, um, there are Nephilim alive today and, uh, I've been working with Ralph on this and that some of them are uh, responsible for all the wickedness that in, in the um, governmental structure of the world. Okay. Meaning the new world order, meaning the governments of the United States, Canada, Mexico, all the European countries, the European union, the whole nine yards. Okay. And they're the ones, you know, we, we like to blame Klaus Schwab and he's just uh, under their direction anyway. Um, and Yuval Harari, he's under their direction too. And uh, yeah, they're, they're evil people. Don't get me wrong, but they answer to higher authorities, so to speak, or lower authorities, no matter what we want to look at it. Um, so uh, we had the principalities. Oh yeah. Anyway, so Daniel was waiting for an answer, and uh, finally this this angel this angel came and said, hey. He says, I would have gotten to you sooner, except that I had to withstand or fight against the, um, the Prince of Persia. And I would not have been able to get through to you, except that Michael, yeah, I think it was Michael, Michael the Archangel came down and fought, because Michael is uh, the Archangel that's over the Israelite people, or the we would call them Jews today, but all of Israel. And um, 
so he said, because Michael fought for me, I was able to get down here with this message. And it was quite a good message, actually. And you should read about it sometime. It's it's, it's awesome. <laughs> um, so, so that's what we have. Yes, we have good angels and bad angels. Um, I'm sure there's guardian angels. I'm not, I, I will not dismiss that in one bit. But think about this. If there's guardian angels, could there be rebellious uh, demons or rebellious angels that are assigned to you too? All right. And is the, <laughs> there's a there's an illustration in um, where is that? I think it's it's in one of the kings, I think. And um, Elijah was translated up to heaven, and his um, his uh, successor, Elisha, E L S E L I S H A, excuse me, took o took over his office. Excuse me, and um, so he had a a scribe that was with him and working with him. So a lot of times these prophets would get the words and they would just get, tell them to describe and describe it would would um, would jot them down or write them down and um, so they had to escape they were escaping from Ahab and Jezebel and uh, they went to now I'm getting Elijah mixed up with Elisha anyway they were running away because the the Syrian kings were fighting against the Israelites and uh, they 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 wanted a little, they wanted all the prophets anyway. So they're hiding in a city, and uh, what they were doing the whole time is Elisha was was getting messages from Yahweh, you know, saying, "Hey, the Syrian king's going to be here." He'd tell the Israeli king, the Israeli king was like, "Oh, okay," and they'd ambush the Syrians every time. And so the Syrian king says, "Hey, you know, all you guys out here." You're my advisors. Which one of you is, is leaking information to the Israelites? And they said, no, it's not one of us. He said, there's this guy named Elisha. And he he tells the Israeli king or Israelite king, hey, he's going to be in this place this time. And another time he says he's going to be in that place, that, you know. And um, so he says, well, you know, let's go, let's go out and find this guy. I want, I want to take him captive. And um so they, boy, I can't remember the name of the city, but they surround the city, the uh, Syrians do. And uh, so Elisha's um, servant is like, oh, you know, oy vey, woe is me. You know, I, we're all going to die. <laughs> you know, I think of Eeyore, you know, when I think of this character. Oh, we're all going to die. What are we going to do? You know, and um, he says, well, he says, look, Elisha says, Lord, open his eyes so he can see what's really going on here. And it says the guy's eyes were opened, and all of a sudden he saw the hillsides all around the city were covered with flaming chariots um, and angels with swords and everything like that. And uh, <laughs> it gets even better. And I know I'm going a little long on this, but it's it just shows it's going to work into what we're talking about. So he goes out, and he says, hey, who are you looking for? Oh, Sorry, um, Yahweh strikes them all blind, all the Syrians. And uh, so Elisha goes wow. out and he says, hey, uh, <laughs> who are you looking for, man? And he goes, well, we're looking for this guy named Elisha. We're supposed to arrest him and take him to our king. And he goes, oh, he says, I know where he is. He's not here. Follow me and I'll take you to him. 
So he leads the whole Syrian army up to the Israelite army and basically to hand them over. And the, uh, the Israeli king says, oh, you know, well, that's great. What should we do with them? And he says, well, he says, let's just feed them really good, show them a lot of hospitality and send them back, <clears throat> you know, with a message, you know, this this what happened. And uh, <clears throat> and that's what happened. And uh, it said from that time on, the um, the Syrians uh, did not attack Israel after that. So anyway, uh, so it just goes to show you the powers and everything that are really happening behind the scenes that we don't see. Okay. And maybe it's a good thing we don't see it because <laughs> I think in some ways it would make us lose faith when we saw what was coming against us. And again, that would be reestablished when we saw what was fighting for us. But uh, man, it would be like the ultimate, uh, the ultimate war movie. You know, and who could live a war movie 24-7, right? Um, so anyway, he goes on real quick, and he says, um, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your, learn, your loins girt about with truth and having your breastplate of righteousness. Okay. When he used to, Roman soldiers used to go in their alert, loin, girt their loins. It's been a long day, folks. Um, when he used to girt their loins, it meant that they would bind up their, um, they had a certain kind of um, armor that they would put on their legs and it would protect them. Uh, there wasn't much there, but there was some there, okay? Because you always wanted to, to guard your, they were all guys at the time, you wanted to guard your, your, uh, uh, private parts from uh, from harm because if somebody's going to try to take you down, that's a good place to do it. I mean, if you're wearing armor on your chest or chain armor, chain mail, uh, you know they really can't get to your heart, so they <laughs> they get to your your heart, so to speak. Anyway, um, so let's see. You have less breastplate of righteousness. Uh, again, a defensive weapon. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, the Roman soldiers wore shoes that had nails in them, okay, or spikes, whatever you want to call them, so they could they could be real sure on their feet on the ground, okay. Uh, above all, taking up the shield of faith. So there's the shield. That's a defensive weapon uh, that you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, meaning arrows. Okay, and take the helmet of salvation. So there's another um, garment that protects your, this one protects your head. The the shield protects a lot of you. If you've ever seen a Roman shield, it wasn't uh, like they carried around in the days of Sir Arthur or King Arthur or something like that. It was usually as tall as a soldier was. And um, a neat thing about the, the, um, the Roman army is that each one of these soldiers would have a shield. So when they would start, uh, the enemy would start shooting arrows and stuff, the people in the front would put these shields in front of them, but everybody in back would kind of make like an armadillo shell over the whole company of men. So nothing got through. Um, it's quite a, a quite an interesting uh, war tactic, actually. Um, let's see, the sword of the spirit. Now the sword can be used as an offensive or defensive weapon. Okay. Um, and that's, that sword is the word of God. Uh, praying always with all prayer and supplication and, 
in the spirit, which is what Daniel's, um, what was happening to Daniel. Remember he was praying and it took a long time for the angel to come down and talk to him anyway. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. What good is an army if you don't have sentries out uh, looking and you don't have people covering your back and looking to see if you're having a sneak attack from the back or from the right flank or the left flank or uh, from before you. Uh, so very good advice and, and all things that can be used and usually were used as an, a defensive weapon, not offensive. Okay. So let's go here and get rid of that. Now we're going to look at uh, some videos that are going to talk about um, this video we're going to look here at is um, is talking about uh, the um, sex slave trade around the world. And it's going to get into um, the dumb bases, deep underground military bases and what they're used for. Okay. Um, if you want, write to me and we can get into the meat and potatoes of it tomorrow. Uh, I mean, the next time we're on, which would be uh, Monday, right? Yeah. And um, we can talk again about what actually happens at these places. It's it's not pretty. And you'll hear a little bit about it tonight, but not too much. Okay. So let's go here. And this is a video. So uh, let's see. Okay. We've got the sound turned all the way up. And let me just make sure that I got, yep, okay. I'm so paranoid about making mistakes with these videos. Uh, and being paranoid for purposes of perfection, I think, is okay. Anyway, so let's watch this. This is 24 minutes long, but very insightful. And uh, you'll walk away with knowing a lot more. Uh, and that is if you don't know about this stuff. If you do, then it might be rehashing stuff. But if not, yeah, you're going to get an education tonight. This weekend, police broke up a major sex trafficking ring in Colombia, which has become a destination for tourists looking for sex with boys and girls. The police had help from an American who went undercover to rescue the children. And Elaine Quijano met him. Tim Ballard has one mission, to track down child traffickers. Four months ago, Colombian authorities asked him to investigate a tip that children were being sold there as sex slaves. Within a half hour, this individual walks up to me, starts asking me what I'm here for, what I want, and within m minutes, he says, well, I've got, I've got kids as young as 11 years old. Ballard, a former Homeland Security agent, now heads up Operation Underground Railroad, a nonprofit group that rescues trafficked kids. After that first meeting, the Colombians asked him to put together a sting. No men will be in here, only women. Operation Underground Railroad spent months planning, renting this house, rigging it with hidden cameras to document the crime, coordinating with Colombian authorities, and negotiating with the traffickers. How they find these kids is they lure them in by pretending to have a modeling agency. They target them at 9 or 10 years old, and they were telling us that about by 11, they're ready for sex. They're ready to be sold. What is that like looking into that kind of person's eyes? It, it, it's horrifying, and this is why. because. 
I've got a smile in the face of evil. This is the table where we're going to do the negotiation. Less than 24 hours after the operatives landed, the suspected traffickers arrived on the island, and the final deal with the undercover team began. 54 boys and girls aged 11 to 18 were ushered in for what had been billed as a sex party. They were given candy and drinks and told to wait in this small room. This, this little 11-year-old boy, I remember, he asked one of my operatives if they could give him some cocaine or something. That they, he said, they usually give me something because I'm really scared. By the time the deal was done, the alleged traffickers were set to make $25,000. That transaction was never completed. 25 Colombian special operatives stormed the party, arresting five suspects, four men, and one former beauty queen, all charged with child trafficking. The victims, 29 of whom are under 18, were evacuated, given medical exams, and placed in a rehabilitation center where specialists are working to undo the damage. Right before I got in the boat, we had to walk by the, this room where the kids were, and they put their hand up. And I touched their hand and see that there's liberation now. Liberating one child at a time. Elaine Quijano, CBS News, New York. The children who aren't safe are transported to what is called dumbs, deep underground military bases. Your corrupt governments know this. Deep underground military bases. About this me has come out and hid it from the public view and cost of many lives. It is these men that I dedicate to the video. May they now rest in peace. You're about to see the government's best kept secret. Please download and repost this video so it can't be stopped. They've been quietly preparing for something very major. Take a look at the doors with the located miles of to get an idea of what's going on. They have an advanced presentation to join the running the dumbs that is able to reach needs in excess of Mach 1, 670 miles an hour. They've been stocking these bases with massive amounts of food and supplies. They have been even developing the means to grow crops underground. Here they will grow rice.
tracks that's some of the tech they've got um, from non-terrestrial sources um, they, they grow nanotech and then they put it in children and create super soldiers that's another thing they do in the dumps besides adrenochrome harvesting and that um, I gotta pause this and read this what you're about to see about to hear will boggle your mind even if you're still asleep Adrenochrome is a natural compound found in the adrenal glands. The only way to obtain it is to kill and devour terrorized children. This is a secret governments uh, have been hiding from you for generations. Three of the main reasons why trafficking children occurs are sex trafficking, adrenochrome harvesting, and slave labor. And this is a pregnant pause. And then, um, so they, Alliance has been taking those out all over the world. It's wonderful. So let me see if I can find really quick here. Um, you know, Trump was talking about this is probably six months ago. They, the Pentagon was allotting five hundred million dollars to um, to subterranean warfare. Yeah. And I'm thinking five hundred million. They probably got a couple billion dollars into that, at least yeah. as much as they have to do around the world. Yeah. And the alliance is now taking this out. So I'm going to see if I can show you here. Um, OK. Hey, folks, real quick interjection. Can you see now why? Biden does not like the military, why he forced the the um, COVID-19 shots on the military, why he has defunded most of the military, why he gave up all the weapons in Afghanistan, just left them there and left all those soldiers there and left some American citizens there. This is the reason. Destroy the military and the military can't fight the people that Biden is serving. Here you go. You can hit play and I'll screen share. Okay, I'm ready. So as you can see, I've got the USGS map up here. And so um, if you scroll down, you'll see these interesting earthquakes exactly at 10 kilometers. Um, these are actually the ones out to sea are where the maglevs come up and go underneath the continent. They need to get to 10 kilometers because the dumps on the continent are at 10 kilometers. Are those, you say maglevs, are those, those, mag, uh, those vol uh, volcanic pipes or um, uh, magnetic, lava, pipes, lava tubes? Uh, magnetic levitating trains. Right. Oh, gotcha. And then um, another thing I look for is negative values which is the Alliance taking out an underground facility and a unit trying to get away, a cabal unit trying to get away in stealth. So you see this, they're blowing it up. It's, you know, multi-layers. It starts at 10 kilometers, and so they're working their way up. But at the same time, you have a, a earthquake that's 300 meters in the air, 0.3 kilometers. In other words, something airborne it's in stealth it's invisible and it's being you know 
taken out while it's trying to get out of the Earth's atmosphere and get away from the Alliance taking them out. So, Gene, how did the Alliance get in a position of control? Yep. You had a, a large group of special, various special forces group decide that they didn't like the human trafficking and especially the stuff with the children that broke away. And so they then allied with the Alliance. The Alliance is composed, started up in 19 or in the early 1900, about 1903 with Nikolai Tesla, uh, Van de Graaff, the Trump brothers, and Howard Hughes, and then they developed the plan, which was the plan to bring down the Great Plan, which is the Great Plan's the Cabal's plan to enslave humanity and rule the world. And the plan is to end that plan. And so then uh, special forces got pretty, you know, doing all these black ops, the generals that were part of the plan then recruited various black op units uh, to join them and take out the dumps because the dumps is where the, the main part of their plan is called Alternative 2 to make vast underground bases worldwide net. They have over 10, they had before Trump over 10,000 miles of tunnel systems, the maglevs, plus thousands over three to four thousand dumps worldwide 346 that i vetted in just the u.s and they're working on getting all of the ones and uh they've got most of the ones in the u.s cleaned up now and they're working on canada and mexico and things like that so here's another one you can see again that 300 uh, meter in the air this is over oregon and you know so yeah exactly here's another one this is 500 meters, same location. So that was two units they took out. Because, I mean, why would you have an earthquake unless it's over a quarry or a volcano? Um, not in this case. There's nothing there like that. And then, again, this would be the 10 kilometer. You can see massive earthquakes here where they're. And you also have a 0.8 uh, there. This is a dump takeout, a large underground facility they're taking out. And you had, you saw that I showed you a, um, a point eight. Here's a dump facility at 10. Again, you can see, you know, massive facility being taken out. And then this one here that had the uh, point eight above the ground. That's a facility, you know, something trying to get out of that facility. So then in Spain, you were asking about Spain. Of course, they're doing Puerto Rico right now as well. You can see the massive uh, Haiti and Dominican Republic area. So one is near Palo Guerra and Ponce, Puerto Rico, which is this area here. There's a lot of earthquakes in the 10 to 11 area in that area. And then as you were asking about Spain, these are just the last week. What I've got up, I've patterned this for one week. So this is just earthquakes. So the one they're doing right now in Spain, again, 10 kilometers. You asked about that. That's true. Uh, you can read the name there, Chuachina, Spain. They're taking out a dumb there. And then also they were, if I go back a month, they're not showing it because the ops now um, cleanup phase. So they're not showing them. But Creosha had 40 earthquakes in 24 hours uh two weeks ago in uh are they nuking those things gene to take them out is that what they're doing are they collapsing them or yeah. what do they do yeah tactical nukes tactical nukes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And what are they doing with the uh, all the cabal soldiers down there? Are they are they just taking them out? I, I don't. These people can't be rehabbed. You can't have been in that environment, that world, as long as they have and actually be rehabbed. I, I don't believe that for a second. Well, the cabal, um, the alliance doesn't do the cabals ex, uh, terminate with extreme prejudice kind of thing in a battle. They take people to military tribunals if they can get them to re, to surrender. A lot of times, the most. Most cabal assets won't, um, but they do have technology that can render them asleep. So they oh, yeah. they will actually remove them and take them to military tribunals, and then they'll be found guilty under the law because the cabal does. You know, we don't want to become the cabal by doing the same. Let the ends justify the means. If you just wind up being the cabal that way, so in the the alliance tries to respect life and take out as much force as they can in a non-lethal way to take them to tribunals. So you can see again, here's one in Turkey, or Armenia rather, and you know, again, another one in Syria. That's why there was an op in Syria. If you remember, there's ground troops going into Syria. Yep, yep. yep. Taking out a big dumb. That's a wow. lot of children. Again, 10 kilometers. 10 kilometers. So that's one in Iran. And I was like, Armenia, this may be a maglev. No, that's just natural. So, you know, what I do is you can just page along through the world. And that's the one we saw near Panama. Hmm. So you just look for three, five, and 10. And, you know, if you go Puerto Rico, like I was saying, there's the one at Puerto Rico. You know, I've had people say, and you've probably heard this a thousand times. I've had it a number of times. People keep saying, well, if they have all these children, you know, and they're rescuing them in these in these dumps, and where are they? I want to see them. You know, I want proof. I want evidence. And it's, like I said, look, first of all, these are military operations highly compartmentalized. They don't telegraph their moves. But number two, when you, I, I heard that and the learning curve that they had gone through in trying to bring some of these children to the surface that had never been because of the atmospheric pressure, they were, they ended up, it's like, like getting the bends coming up from, from diving deep too quickly, but their, their internal organs started to expand and actually burst. And it was such a shocking, uh, you know, experience for these soldiers to have to, to go through what they were, you know, experiencing that it just brought into the picture of what you said that the any any organism will adapt to its environment dna shifts over time and folks that, that want to see these people come up out of the ground they're not going to I, I i don't know if some of these people that have been born there can ever acclimate over a period of any time to uv rays or the atmospheric pressure or anything so they may never be able to come up out yeah. of the ground i'm sure those that have been there you know were, were captured on the surface and taken to these bases of course you know they can bring them back but but um, is that your best answer for when people say, well, I want to see one myself. I want to see this stuff. It's against the law to, to be showing any kind of trafficking victim. It's completely against the law. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. It's, it's illegal to be showing the victims. But what was your, what was your re response to that, Gene? Um, both what Kirsten said and what you said. Um, if you've been down there for multiple generations, you can't come up. You get the bits and die. Number two, you don't have the melanin in the skin to take UV at all. Um, eventually, actually, if you're talking thousands of years, 
that are multi, like 10, 15 generations. They don't have uh, even uh, you know, some of them that are just the borrowers where they just have building little tunnels and all kinds of stuff. A lot of them can barely even withstand the light of day in their eyes. They'll have pink eyes and uh, can't withstand the skin, can't withstand it. Their eyes can't withstand it. They get the bends and die. They did a learning curve where they had to um, learn that a lot of these children and these people that have been bred by the cabal down there for many, many generations can't come up at all. So I suspect they'll take these, um, they take they take over these dumps and they make these underground facilities likely very great living conditions for a new life that they're going to have, right. to whatever degree freedom. I can't even imagine what that looks like under there, where they they just. I mean, I just I think of the thought of you know what some of these children in cages. They see these special operators coming in, you know they don't know what an angel is, you know they they don't have a a, a, a you know a vision or picture of this angelic being coming in with, you know, wings and a freaking sword to start lopping heads off and saving them. Just can't imagine what kind of experience that would be for these kids to, to try to, you know, adapt the idea that, um, this is over, you know, this is over. We're here to rescue you. You know, who knows if they have language, which I don't doubt that they, some of them may not, but it's, in my opinion, it is an, it is an absolute horror uh, on humanity that most people are probably going to just want to run from. They're not going to want to contemplate it at all that that could happen on this planet. Um, I think it's going to be the, the trying transition point of our time as we're t- turning this curve into the into the, uh, the, the you know at the dawn of this new age. I think that is going to be the one cataclysmic event that we're going to have to suffer emotionally and psychologically as a species to get beyond this stuff when we start learning about it. Yeah, exactly, because it's um, the adrenochrome's one thing, again, where you have multiple, and the chromochrome, where you have adrenaline, where you have multiple generations that this has been done to, where they're kept in cages all their life and just tortured until they die from it, and they know exactly how long, and then they'll, they teach them usually to be able to walk and run and things like that, so then they can do hunting parties when they're no longer viable for adrenaline. Okay, folks. Horrific quick the Illuminati does, but these cabal minions and Satanists, it's beyond comprehension. And that's, you know, even that is as horrific as that is to just raise life for that purpose only, just so you can have your recreational dogs and stay young and that kind of thing is is an abomination to God beyond comprehension. But that's not even the worst of the worst where they're doing, um, I won't even go into it but they're hybriding and creating a meld with ai and making super soldiers where they take parts of the child and augment it with ai and nanotech and all kinds of things so they literally operate on the child and you know and these beings are you know they were it was called project um resolution project resolution in which they were breeding children and making super soldiers as a resolution of a way to get rid of us and the special forces and everybody. And then they actually found that the Alliance had greater tech. So they just hunted them down, used them as hunting parties and killed them. After all of that, that they bred these 
things and this terrible stuff to children. And then, you know, they don't even have language. A lot of them, they don't learn social skills. They don't learn. Some of them never even learn to walk. They're just in the cages. But then they create these AI soldiers, half creature, half AI, you know, part AI, part creature, part human. I mean, the stuff they're doing is, you know, as I've learned about all this and, you know, seeing what they're doing in the dumbs, the, the, the cabal, it's beyond, I mean, there's not, I don't know, we need some kind of new word for evil. It's beyond anything I could ever, ever have comprehended that another being could do to another being. I mean, I can't, I couldn't even imagine doing that to a, to a rat in a cage, let alone a living human sentient being, you know, rats are sentient, but, you know, to a degree, but to do it to being like, you know, humans that have feelings and they just never have a life and never really get. So it's going to be something to get people to wrap their heads around and how the cabal views us as nothing but a crop that they can harvest and do and use for manpower and labor and, and food and uh, recreational drugs that's all they look that they're superior form of life to us and we're something akin to bacteria to them uh, they look at us with utter disdain um that we're you know like they said deplorable and that's why this war like 107 has said is casino riot royale for the planet and the human race that it's all cards in and now the war is full out you saw the earthquakes all over the world they're taking out the alliances got the upper hand not only that with the space force they're already as you can see the white house has been dark it's never been dark like that before people say yeah i've heard the same thing they say that happens that's every night i'm like this is bs these people come up with this stuff that i mean what is the point of doing that why would you and that's why god destroyed atlantis in a day uh all but five islands and they destroyed them later too because this kind of messing with the genetics created by god um the temerity that you could uh could do better than god or even if you're you don't believe in god and you're you're you believe in evolution that you the temerity and the the gall that you, you could improve on millions of years of natural selection and then on top of that think that you're not going to put something out there that would be invasive and be outside the normal uh, um, natural selection where it could create utter havoc and wipe out all life on the planet it, either way you look at it that's that's out there and it seems like that's what their agenda is anyways like that's not even an accident for them that that actually happened that's what they're actually looking for yeah exactly and it's just you know they're obviously a death cult they feed on death and destruction and evil and you know that's they live literally live off of it that's their a lot of them they they feed on the loose that these demonics and things they feed on the loose or the negative feelings of making people be in pain and anguish and hate and fear and all of that that's why they constantly create that but you know thank goodness for trump now that that's all being cleaned up in the alliance because and you know i know people think that things aren't looking good um these are some things that you know here's john Barron <laughs> with a nice mustache there <laughs> Signing executive orders, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he, if people remember the decode I did on him going to the UK, and he sat in front of the, cha uh, the king's chair at the banquet, 
And he walked in front of the queen with total disdain. He reviewed the troops, the British troops, with American military music playing, meaning there are troops. He took control of the Crown Corporation. He went to Westminster Abbey and signed the Virginia Ledger. means that he is the top executive of the Crown Corporation. So now, even though he stepped down as U.S. Inc., that is owned by the Crown Corporation from the Tower of London and from London, which owns the Vatican and everything else. And Trump owns all of it. So he's his lawyers have told him he's a very important business executive, so he can still cite executive <laughs> orders. <laughs> Trump style. Trump style. Trump. Rub it. Yeah, rub it in your. I'm gonna rub it. I'm not gonna rub it in your face. I'm gonna smear it all over your face. Yeah. Okay, what does it say here? Okay, this is the beginning of it. Okay, so we're finished with that video, okay? Wow, what did you get out of that, huh? I brought. I thought about a couple of things. Um, there's a guy... Let me see if I can get back into where... Okay... Let's do this. Okay, here we are. Um, if you really want to uh, see about uh, disappearances, now, a lot of disappearances seem to happen in national parks and out in the wilderness. What better place to take somebody, right? Um, there's always the, the few that have to go on a hike in Yosemite that have to go on a hike in some national park. Uh, they go ill-prepared, and if they do go prepared, um, they're definitely not prepared for what could happen while they're out there in terms of being taken against their will. Uh, <clears throat> there's a guy, oh, let's see. There's, a, there's an author that wrote a book. For some reason, I can't remember his name. We've had him on the show and everything. Uh, his, the name of the book is Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures. And uh, Michael Mott is the name of the author. That's right. And uh, he wrote a book that Caverns and Cauldrons and, and Concealed Creatures, uh, which goes through all the kind of like the medieval lore, uh, the stories that we hear uh, or read about. Um, you've heard of the term changeling. Basically, that was a child that was taken and substituted with another child that was not quite the same. Uh, women were abducted during the Middle Ages, a lot of times lured into caves and and had disappeared for uh, days, weeks, months, even years, only to come back later, changed people. Um, they, were, they talked about um, being... Um, artificially inseminated or inseminated by demons, um, which is not a smart thing to do back in those times. But uh, uh, hello, folks. Okay. There we go with that again. Anyway, uh, so all throughout history, this stuff has um, has been talked about. So it's not, like I said, anything new. It's just something that's in a different package. Okay, different wrapping, so to speak. And uh, now it's done under the guise of UFOs, reptilians, greys, and everything else. And I don't doubt that it was 
those entities that did this during um, during the Middle Ages, the uh, medieval times and stuff like that. We're told in Scripture to uh, Paul, he was Paul, said that um, women should have a covering over them. And you're going, okay, what do you mean by that? Well, he, he meant a male covering, either a father, a brother, uh, or a husband, okay, preferably a husband. And uh, because the, the, it said Christ was the, the head, and then the husband, then the wife, okay? Not, I don't know what the intent was in the meaning of uh, importance, because I think to Yahweh, everybody's important as everybody else. But, um, but he was talking, to, he says a woman should have a covering of her head because of the angels, okay? The same angels that, or not the same, but the same kind of angels that rebelled during the first rebellion before the flood were busy after the flood and all throughout history, even unto today, okay? And I apologize for the blurriness. This camera, I think, is giving up the ghost and uh, might have to purchase a new one. I don't know. Um, so... So David Pilates, uh, it's spelled, his last name is spelled P-I-L-A-U-D-S, I do believe. And he has a series on um, YouTube where he talks about disappearances in national parks and all over everywhere in the uh, wilderness and stuff. And um, I, I highly recommend watching him if that thing doesn't bother you. Um, now, another thing that I found very interesting, and I used to do Amatria studies, not that I was into numerology that much or anything, but um, I also I, I know that names have meanings. Okay, every name in the Bible has a meaning. Every you know personal name. Um, David means beloved, for instance. Uh, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> uh, every name that had L in it: Samuel, Ezekiel. Um, and then you had uh, names like Yermayahu for, you know, Yahoo for Yahweh. Um, Yeshiyahu, which was uh, Isaiah. Yermayahu is Ezekiel. Um, no, Jeremiah, sorry. Um, every name has a meaning, okay? And I think that even goes into uh, our modern times, not, even with the non-biblical names, okay? And um, so I did... Uh, a gematria study on what I do not remember. Okay. It's it's online um, somewhere. It's on one of the videos. Uh, it might be just one of the speaking uh, audios from a long time ago. But um, So I did one on uh, a subject matter. It had to do with COVID-19. And uh, one of the words that came up was... Um, was uh, it's spelled A-R-A-B-K-I-R. And I don't know what that name was under, what I was looking up that that name had an association with. Um, but I decided to type it into a search engine. And what it did is it, and this is the time that, during the time that uh, they were actually going and rescuing children, uh, it was the time that the two uh, hospital ships were docked in New York. Actually, one was in New York, one was in LA, excuse me. Um, and everybody's like, okay, well, what are they there for? And if you remember, hardly anybody went onto those ships that we know of. Um, so, 
uh, and people heard explosions underground in New York City at that time uh, and things like that. So, and then one day that ship left. Okay, the ship sailed. Um, and if you type in Arab car, I'm going to tell you what it is. It is a hospital. It's a children's medical center in Yerevan, Armenia. Okay, and they specialize in psychiatric care. I want to look and see if I can find this here. Um, okay, uh, let's see. A rheumatology service, pediatric neurology. Okay, that would really be needed for kids that were, you know, born underground and things like that. Ophthalmology, remember you said that the eyes couldn't adjust to the light. Department of, um, yeah, otolaryngography, the geology, excuse me, otolaryngology, or ENT, ear, nose, and throat, and plastic surgery. Uh, you can imagine the deformities that happen um, through mutations and stuff. Um, uh, anyway, so, and I was thinking, well, what does this have to do with it? Well, right about that time, the hospital ships ships left both Los Angeles and uh, New York, and this name comes up, and it's the Institute of Child and Adolescent Health in, in, in uh, Yerevan, Armenia. Now, I don't know if you know where Armenia is, but it's way in the middle of nowhere, okay? And I'm sorry if you're from Armenia or, or you're there listening. Um, I don't mean to say that you guys are insignificant, but um, it's, uh, let me tell you where it's at. Okay, I got to go through out of a couple of windows here, folks. Hold on a second. All right, let's see. I'm looking, I was looking to see one of the special, all the specialists, for some reason, you can't see their names. Um, I find that kind of odd. Uh, you think at a hospital center like that, you'd be able to. Okay, let's see. They have an outpatient center. Okay, let's see. Um, our outpatient care rooms, medical care and services are organized as ambulatory care, meaning that people do not have to come and stay here, but visit as a primary health care clinic. Okay, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's the Aquar Medical Center. There are therapeutic and specialized rooms for children and adults and the dispensary rooms as well. Okay, let's look under hospital. Okay. It's a multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary clinic, which offers uh, different inpatient medical care and, and services, most of them in pediatric field, but we offer services for adults as well. Uh, patients are admitted in inpatient care departments, either for reception or emergency room, okay. Um, patients stay in inpatient care departments for as long as it's necessary in their case. This is almost like um, St. Jude kind of thing. Um, although, you know, they couldn't have been brought to St. Jude because they would have been found by the black hats, right? Okay. They have a rehabilitation center, a diagnostic center. Um, 
Okay, that's an Armenian. I can't read that. Folks, I've had Armenian friends, and they are awesome people. Simply awesome people. And um, so I hear that they were one of the first countries to actually be a, become a Christian country uh, where they, they called Christianity their national faith. Um, okay, so... Anyway, so yeah, it's a nondescript country, actually. It is, um, let's see, it's got Turkey on its western border. Okay. Azerbaijan to its eastern border, Georgia, Georgia to its northern border. And so it's, um, it's south of uh, Russia. And, um, if you were going to take a group of children that were um, seriously affected by the black hats um, and the cabal, and you wanted to put them someplace where nobody would know where they were, I do think that this would be a good place to put them. Okay. So it's interesting that that came up during a um, Kabbal. No, not Kabbalist. God help me. Um, uh, uh, doing a word meaning um, search and uh, anyway so let's uh, let's move on okay now there's um there's an interesting a couple of interesting scriptures that I found while we were watching that movie I remembered them and uh, in this one it's in uh, Luke and Yeshua is talking to us or talking to the audience that he was speaking to um and he was talking about a time when things are going to get really bad. And I do think this is during the time of the revelation uh, events that are going to happen. And um, let's see, this is when uh, he was being led out to be crucified. Yeshua was. Uh, and it says, and there followed him a great company of people of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. But Yeshua turned unto them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the paps that never gave suck. For they, will, for they, they shall say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in a dry tree? So I think he was giving us a little, um, but listen to what it says. And they shall begin to say to the mountains, fall on us and cover us and cover us. And if we go, that's not the only one, folks. Okay. Um, Revelation 6.16. Let's look at that real quick. All right. Okay, uh, start with verse 14. And the heaven departed as a scroll, and when it rolled together, and every mountain and island were removed out of their places, and the kings of the earth and the great men, listen to this, the kings of the earth and the great men, the elite, the cabal, could you say? And the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. And said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, 
and from the, the wrath of the Lamb. For great is the day of his wrath, is, it is come, and who shall be able to stand? So these are all people that in that time will have taken the mark. But notice, they're all the rich people first. It lists the rich people first, and then their bondmen, okay, the people that they pay for a living. Uh, every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. Okay. Is that talking about the dumb bases that they see what's coming and it's like, hey, mountains fall on us because we don't want to, we don't want to have to see his face. We, you know, uh, they're going to have to see it anyway. They just don't realize they're very ignorant. But um, anyway, it's just something to think about, to dwell about, and to uh, wonder about, right? Okay, so let me go back here. So far, so good, don't you think, folks? Um, let's see, we got one more, one more video to watch, and it's a continuation, basically, of what we just saw. Okay, and let me go there. Okay, show on a stream. Okay, let's make that puppy a little bigger. I won't do well. I won't do what I did last time. How's that sound? I got to figure out how to do that. Okay, let's just do this. Uh, harvesting. What's all do us? Okay, hold on a sec. We got to start at the beginning. Here we go. self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizations its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But... When a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. The world is waking up and this is the tipping point. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Scott McKay, Patriot Street Fighter here with a great show that we have in store for you. Uh, I talked about this over the last couple of days. We're going to we're going to be talking, of course, to Kristen W. You know, she was here last night talking about the massive intel drop on China. Very exciting stuff. And also we have uh, one of my personal favorites, Gene Deco, Gene Pacense. And Gene is is probably the best source that I have seen uh 
ever in the deep underground military base issue. I first became familiar with these things when Dr. Stephen Greer put out uh, the video on YouTube, How the Shadow Government Works. And that opened up a major door. So by the time that I walked into Gene's narrative uh, a year ago, I was absolutely blown away by the depth of the information he has, uh, the massive underground tunnel trafficking, human trafficking systems, child sex trafficking run by the elites, uh, the cabal powers, the Air Force, clowns in America, you know, global leaders. And um, I, we could probably include UN, Red Cross, all these organizations that are humanitarian. But they, they've built these massive structures for two reasons, to traffic uh, and uh, to, to supply an adrenochrome production operation in China, which he'll talk about what that is. And, and also, he has, uh, he, he has a, a, an 80,000-foot view on so many of these dumbs around the world that have been penetrated by the subterranean warfighters uh, and, and the, the alliance powers that are taking them over or destroying them with a lot of these cabal players in them when they can't get them out after rescuing children. But I think it is the most stunning information that the world is going to have to learn about, have to acknowledge and eventually have to heal from by by what humanity has, has been, been facing uh, unknowingly to most of the planet. So I want to introduce uh, 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 Kirsten's going to provide her information also today. So will Gene, so I can put those in the links. So you, if you look at the links here uh, in the description down below this video, you'll see how you can follow them and uh, be up to date on their content. So uh, hello, Kirsten. Good to have you on the show again today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy that Gene's here. Gene and I have been doing videos for like almost two years. Mm -hmm. This is uh, my Gene Decode 32. <laughs> and so we've done a lot of videos. And um, this is a few, these are a few facts that Gene taught me, okay? He said that um, basically a lot of the funds that go to create these deep underground military bases are from Building 9 of 9-11. Um, trillions of dollars and they have been building some have been existing for thousands of years but the newer ones have been um, built two or three a year and that's from you know the funds at the funds from building nine the trillions of dollars and our tax tax money so it costs about 66 million dollars to build one of these and they have megalith trains magnetic trains that go around the world very quickly and um that's um the majority of what i remember from g <laughs> hey, well let's go ahead and let the expert take over please. let's go ahead and hear from the master himself gene has a uh, tw i believe a 20-year career in the navy I, I believe you're subsurface warfare gene correct me if i'm wrong um but um i'm just going to let you take it from there yeah, submarine warfare, but um, during that time, because of my clearance, I became aware of these things. Uh, the main thing that first happened in my plus 20 year near the at the very last tour in Hawaii in the mid early 90s, the SSBNs were pulling into Pearl Harbor into Fort Island and offloading all of their nuclear missiles. And I was a little perplexed by that. I'm like, we're disarming. And so, I mean, they weren't swapping them out. They're just taking them off. So I followed a flatbed semi out of the uh, ferry landing there uh, when I got off the ferry and got my car and followed. And it went into Alamano Crater housing, which is military housing. I was like, that's bizarre because that thing won't even be able to turn around in there. 
and he I drove up on the rim of that uh, Ali Mana crater and then looked down as it drove in and it literally drove right into the side of the crater into the solid uh, rock and I'm like mm. I don't understand so about an hour later I went down and went up and it felt like rock I mean they can make these holograms so they feel real and then later two, I drove back up on the rim and waited about two hours later that sunlight came out front in first again the way it went in with no missiles on it so that's when I started researching all of these dumps and you know Phil Snyder talked about them uh, Martin Cooper in Behold a Pale Horse Phil Snyder they murdered him for talking about him he used to be an engineer working on these and I looked up the and did over 21 patents uh, or excuse me um, dumb decodes I'm blessed to teach that's on his website still and I have the patents. There's many, many hundreds of patents. Um, the main device they use to create these is a boring device that is two meters in diameter and it has a particle beam on the front. And this is the newest tech where they just set it on the ground and as it falls, it's boring and it has a timer on the back of that is a neutron bomb on the timers on a neutron bomb so that when it gets to a certain time the bomb goes off and then that neutron bomb as soon as it's done there's no residual radiation so then they just piped in liquid nitrogen and cool it off so it just takes a couple hours to cool it down and in the meantime they have a regular boring machine that's been going for you know a month or two getting the tunnel to go to that cavern so they have a time so that when they, it's cold it penetrates the cavern then all they have to do is pipe in fresh air and do an air, air research and within another two hours they can start building the infrastructure so it only takes them two to six months depending on the size of the cavern that they want to build but that was when i realized and was looking at the earthquakes and now that the alliance is taking out these because that device means you're going to have dumps always at certain locations of depth so you're going to have dumps at 2.5 5 and 10 kilometers so for example right now in Kyosha, there's been over a hundred earthquakes in the last three months all at exactly 10 kilometers and you can see them all over the world as the alliance is taking them out that you see these uh, interesting earthquakes exactly at 10 kilometers and five kilometers and three kilometers in massive numbers. And then um, as I researched and I did the dumb decodes, I realized that, you know, the missing money, because like somebody said, where does, you know, that attacked me said, you know, that's ridiculous. Where would they get the money for that? And of course, in 911, uh, if you'll remember, there was missing trillions of dollars in the budget at that time. That was in two locations where they had that information. One was in the Trade Tower 1 and 2, and the other one was in that branch of the Pentagon that went up. I go, that's an interesting coincidence. <laughs> you know, that's what I call it. <laughs> yeah. and so, uh, And then where does the manpower come from? Well, not only do we have thousands of children that go missing since the 40s and literally hundreds of thousands but in third world countries like china and vietnam and all these uh, countries where people really don't have the wherewithal to go report when they have children missing and they have many many children in a family usually they've literally been taking children in these dumps that they've been building for thousands of years and then now at a massive rate it's starting in the 40s with the higher technologies 
Biden so that by now they could literally have millions and millions of you know multi-generation slaves down there that never ever get to come up and never see the light of day but that's what they do they just work down there all their lives and so there's plenty of manpower for it then i researched the maglevs and found these maglevs there's a la article i put in where they're talking about these trains that can go up to in the in that la article back in the 40s they were saying the trains could go 17,000 miles an hour so what they do is they vacuum out the tube once they create it so it's a vacuum and then using the same kind of drive systems the magnetic drive systems like the tr3b uses and you can look up the patents on that as well which are under salvatore pais in the u.s patent office the free energy device which is the size of a shoebox it develops a trillion watts of power and then the um anti-gravity system and those allow that to have they have all the energy they need plus they can get that you know where they can get from continent to continent they board them underneath the continent and they go thousands of miles an hour between the continents and it may it makes for quick transportation per trick excuse me quick transportation between all these dumps worldwide and so in the u.s you know i've vetted out 346 dumps that they have in the u.s uh, but the alliance has taken out a majority of those they've cleaned up some of them for usage for the children and things they're rescuing because a lot of them can't come up because if you're multiple, you know you've been down there for 10 or even four or five generations just like all species do the pigmentation drops and the person adapts to living underground so they can't come up into the full light of day anymore uh, and so they the alliance has cleaned up some of the dumps for the children they're rescuing like the one i went into china lake where they took that out it was a massive earthquake that disabled the base at china lake and then caused that dump to be destroyed but prior to that you know destroying that dumb they rescued the children i went into the thousands of children they rescued got attacked for that because people are like yo not one thousand or two thousand or four but yo there's <laughs> thousands of children right it was like it's a giant spark wrap so when they do these big tunnels for the adrenochrome uh harvesting what they'll do is create what's called a spark gap grid where they do layers and layers and layers of steel floors that are all a, a, can be electrified and then they put layers and layers of cages on those and they have lights and sirens that will go off and then the children get electrocuted so they have actually documented and researched for every blood type every type of child how long they can do that how much they can harvest per day you know how many harvests per day how much quantity they harvest what techniques besides electrocution to use so that they get the best crop of adrenochrome as well as there's another adrenochrome comes from the oxidation of a, a, adrenaline by the pineal gland but for the chromochrome, which is a more powerful chemical that they get, that's oxidation of the growth hormone by the pituitary gland. And so that takes one to two years to get. So they also harvest that as well. That's a lesser known one, but it's about 100,000 times as powerful as adrenochrome. And so just to show some things here on adrenochrome if i can find it here so these are some patents on um adrenochrome 
So as you can see my screen here, and you can see the expiration dates on the patents, and this is how you look before, that's how you look after. Now that the, the uh, fake inaugurations in there, he's, get, he's got his supply again. And that's the why they call it the white rabbit. That's the chemical structure. And this is a device used to administer it. And of course, you know, you're looking at the 666 there. You pointed that out once, Gene, and that's quite fascinating. I wanted to focus on that for a second because people will understand when I talk about all these companies, the entire world structure is built on this Satan distorted. And if you actually look right there, you can see the ball right there for Google is, um, you know, basically it's three sixes. You can see it. And, and, and why do you think they come up with a browser called Chrome? It's the other half of Adrenochrome. And didn't you say that they also have some other type of an app or something called Adreno um, for, for, for Google? Yeah. Somebody shared that with me and I saw it. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. So let me go here and find some more images here. That's on Gisling, sorry. This is George Floyd, by the way, um, earlier this week. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, yep. So Another thing they do in these uh, dumps is, of course, advanced technologies. So let me stop sharing and see if I can find it. It's easier if I'm not shared. Find something here. I wanted to share on that. Sorry for the pausation. Here we go. So what they're doing, like I was telling you, I'm suffering right now from a Margellan's attack, which is a technology they create nanotech. Give nanotubes around. So we uh, decided to use nanotubes. And what we discovered was that these nanotubes can actually string together and form wires by themselves under this electric field. That's AI? Yeah. Yep. Uh, force acting at a distance. That how excited he is instead of you know when you normally build not only that you know when you instead of you know when you normally hold on instead uh let me freeze that i want to show something look at the symbol the owl yeah wow wow rice university wow normally built circuits and things like that you have to have physical contact now we're talking about building circuits without actually touching how you use your thing. body energy i realized that a tesla foil could actually do this if you designed it in a way to create a very strong force field in front of it and so that was the engineering flying and then once I designed the machine, the then all too. sorts of discoveries started falling out. Oh, that was a good one. Tesla-Phoresis is one of those things, it's a project that there are just so many avenues, so many things that I think you can do with it. Not so many different places, not only just biomedical and engineering, and but taking it into a different industry. It's very much like a web sort of stringing out together. And that was a surprising finding. So they're very excited about how wonderful that is. That's some of the tech they've got um, 
<clears throat> let me break in on that, folks. Doesn't that kind of look like the graphene that they're finding in the in the blood and some of the graphene that they've been experimenting with? And what I didn't realize, folks, is that this video is one hour and 23 minutes long. <laughs> so um, we'll go for a little while longer, see if he talks about um, some more of the dumb bases. And if not, we'll just break it off, okay? From non-terrestrial sources, um, they, they grow nanotech and then they put it in children and create super soldiers. That's another thing they do in the dumps besides the adrenochrome harvesting and that. Um, and then, um, so they, Alliance has been taking those out all over the world. It's wonderful. So let me see if I can find really quick here. Um, you know, Trump was talking about, this is probably six months ago, they, the Pentagon was allotting $500 million to, um, to subterranean warfare. And I'm yeah. thinking 500 million, they probably got a couple billion dollars into that at least as much yeah. as they have to do around the world. Yeah. And the Alliance is now taking this out. So I'm going to see if I can show you here. Um, oh, Gene, I have a question from the subscriber. They asked about the dumps being taken out in Spain. Is that happening? Yes. Okay. You can pause a second. Let me give me a minute to find this. I don't want to take too much time up on the recording. Sure. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so, folks. This looks like this is going into see, what I've we got saw. USGS map up here. Earlier. And so, um, if you scroll down, okay. you'll see this. So what I'm going to do is do this. See, this is all stuff we've seen already. Updated. Oh, a restless. Oh, yeah, look at this. Okay. I don't know if you've heard, folks, but they're in the process of, uh, as far as I can tell, arresting some of these uh, these evildoers and uh, taking them to Guantanamo and uh, allowing them a trial and then uh, executing them or putting them in prison for life. So... I don't think the second option is a good idea, but um, I'm not an expert in this. So let's see what we have here. Now, that that's all being cleaned up in the Alliance because, and you know, I know people think that things aren't looking good. Um, these are some things that, you know, here's John Barron <laughs> with a nice mustache there. <laughs> Signing executive orders, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's funny. he, if people remember the decode I did on him going to the UK and he sat in okay, we heard that. all of it. So he's his lawyers in 2020 dollars of gold. And you know, that's, that's enough. That's enough that every human on earth could be living like a millionaire. Every last of 7.8 billion or whatever is could be well, lived like a millionaire. Yep. So they've been blacking that out and pulling the gold out of there. Plus, after that is meticulous records, because the cabal loves to gloat, about exactly where the gold came from, from what country, what city, what municipality, what family, what person, from fake taxes to you name it. So they've been doing this, plus a lot of uh, religious archives, missing books of the Bible, all kinds of things are in there. 
And so then um, these are also flights going over the U.S. To, uh, for those that think nothing's happening, this is military flights only this week, this last two weeks. That's all that, I mean, that's a lot of operations going on. Uh, yeah, that I wanted to get to this actually. I just saw this list, yeah. um, but I want to get- I haven't vetted that entire list, but okay. I do find it an interesting list. Yeah, I, I wonder about that too. I've seen a number. I, we had 2000 US uh, National Guard uh, that were given deputized. Uh, deputized as U.S. Marshals. If you remember the prophecy of Mark Taylor, and then also on a seven, which I've heard this as well, that they're building something in front of the cap of the White House that is under a tent and a lot of carpenters and a lot of wood is going in there. I'm just wondering if we're talking the book of Esther, just, just a thought. And then gallows that is folks are hanging. So we've got a lot of names here. Mm -hmm. I think it's a possibility, something to consider. And of course we look at 2016 Gitmo and 2019 Gitmo as well, besides that possibility. And that's just what's above ground. Can you imagine what's underground? Mm -hmm. Probably like 90% of it probably. Yeah. And then the, um, that was interesting too, for people that are paying attention um since when does the white house have a road the oval office this was a lawn and hedges and a tree um and where is the box on his desk there's supposed to be a box in which he can uh, with a presidential seal on it and a little red button to call in the, the special service the secret service in case he you know something bad starts happening then also you have this gentleman during his inauguration with a CCP party pin. That's interesting. And then you have this. This is, for me, they're like 107, I agree. The American people need to be woke up and the world needs to be woke up to where this will never happen again. Yeah. We'll have to have real world consequences for a while where people lose jobs and things. It's better than tens of millions of lives of uh, a hot war. And so they're saying he's going to put this guy in charge of the Secretary of Defense. And he's saying they're going to defund the, the army and probably the rest of the military after that and turn our defense over to the Chinese. That's what you're looking at with this cabal. You know what my belief in that gene is that yeah that is absolutely their plan it always has been part of their 16-year plan but i believe that i could be wrong but and you, you know this too that this is a movie they're yeah. putting clowns in a position to carry out their operation without because the military is not letting anybody do anything at the pentagon the military is control, controlling all of that but i think they're letting these people go ahead and put them in positions so they can show the world hey here's what here's what they were going to do the world thinks they're doing it but they're letting it take it just far enough to show the world then they just stop it all which means right. Some of these people may have a gun to their head because they already knew they were the player that was going to be fulfilling that position and giving them the option. Look, here's your option. You continue on as if you, as you were, as you were going to. Now we're in the upcoming future, and you, you know, you play out a good role here. Uh, we'll spare your life. You're going to get life in prison. If not, we're just going to execute you right now. So my guess is a lot of that's happening here because there's too many absurdities that not even the person that's half asleep would even buy into. I mean, do you see see it that way as well? 
Absolutely. And, you know, as per the, and I vetted this out true, the U.S. Inc. or America Limited, uh, the incorporation went bankrupt on 19th, the midnight of the 19th of this year, uh, Chapter 13 bankruptcy. So the Trump, you know, stepped down as the president of a bankrupt corporation. Um, he retired. You don't retire as the president. You step down. He didn't step down. He retired. In other words, ahead of the corporation. And the states and the counties and cities were essentially franchises underneath that old system. And so now what we have is a system whereby um, he is now in charge of the U.S., of these United States for America, as per the original Constitution, which they thought they had burned in the War of 1812 when they sacked D.C., the British Empire. The British people had come, you know, military come in and sacked, but the founding fathers were smart enough to create two originals and put one away in a special place. Mm. So, this is how I think Mount Rushmore should look. (laughs) No, it's going to. You know, for a fact, it's it's going. I said before the election even happened in 2016, I said, You watch what happens. That, that Trump's going to end up on Mount Rushmore. And I was getting, I was already getting beat up by everybody for, you know, supporting Trump, even my Republican friends, a number of them, because they were Ted Cruz fans. And I understand, I understood that. But I just said, I'm telling you right now, nobody can do what this guy will be able to do because nobody has any tie to this guy. And, and of course, now after four years, everybody's thinking, well, especially after we know what comes up in the coming months and years, they're going to be like, you know what, are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely. We've got to have this guy in Mount Rushmore. In fact, we probably need his own mountain. Yeah. And, you know, to give people clarify what they did is, of course, in 1812, we replaced the Constitution and made United States all in caps, mean a corporate entity mm-hmm. of when you're of something, it's not for you. You're of it. It means they own you. So the, the populace for the U.S., and they did this in every country. This is Canada, uh, Ontario. And this is a birth certificate. And what does it say? Canadian banknote. Where our certificates is like the legal registration on your car. So we became commodities of a corporation in which they own us. And lock, stock, and barrel. And they then in 1913, uh, with the Federal Reserve Act, was created in 1910 and then passed by Congress in 1913 started collecting on the debt to where they bankrupted the the u.s treasury and then you know through the federal reserve by demanding a hundred million dollars a day in gold bullion you can see the testimony of senator lewis t mcfadden on the floors of congress in 1930 showing shipping documents for a hundred million dollars a day from fort knox and other gold reserves once that one was empty going to the rockefellers the carnegies and the rothschilds so they then took those vast sums of gold and then it invested in the stock market, then dropped the created margin stock 100 to 1 on real stock. And then when that happened, they then had um, taken over the stock market. They created a blue chip stock market. That All right, folks, we're starting to get away from the uh, the dumb bases. And uh, the content is, is really good. I really enjoy it. But um, at the same time, um, it's getting late, and uh, we are. Um, we have to end this sometime, right? So let me go back here. That okay, folks? Here we are. I'm um, at the closing of this 
cool episode of Posing the Matrix. I, uh, I've always been fascinated by these dumb bases and uh, the ability of people to create them, of course, which is uh, incredible on its own. But um, I don't know. If you ever dug a hole in your backyard, you realize how, how difficult boring through a mountain is, uh, or must be, I should say. And uh, all I know is that uh, their ultimate objective is is being challenged. It's being fought. Um, and these, if these white hats are indeed going in there and, and saving the children and everything, and I sure hope it's true um, that they're battling some wicked, not just people, but uh, entities. And um, you may ask, well, you know, if, if a uh, if a reptilian is a fallen angel, how can you kill it? You know, well, um, I happen to believe that if something comes into this dimension and uh, manifests itself in this dimension, that it, it, it quite possibly is uh, killable in this dimension. Okay, um, that's just uh, my thoughts, my theory. Okay, um, but. Who knows? Maybe somebody can prove that right. Maybe somebody can prove it wrong. I'll listen to both. Um, but I do know one thing. I know that Yahweh is still on the throne and that Yeshua is still the son of God, always will be and always has been. And that um, he's king of kings and lord of lords and he's coming back someday to take back this earth from these wicked people and to institute uh, basically a worldwide Garden of Eden for a thousand years. And after that time, uh, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And uh, everything will be as God or Yahweh has intended it to be the beginning. So, folks, uh, that's our hope. That's our blessed hope. So when you see all this stuff going on and you read about this stuff in the newspaper, know that all this stuff has to happen. Um, evil has to triumph for a while. So that when good comes, people will see just how evil evil is and will welcome the good. Okay. If people are living good lives and somebody comes and says, hey, you're having a terrible life. Yeah. How? How am I having a terrible life? I've got everything I want. No, but if people are denied everything that they want, everything that they need, and um, are basically cast down as slaves, um, then when a deliverer comes, it's... Uh, it's more evident that he's a deliverer. So, and he will come back. I have no doubt about that. So, folks, uh, go on that. And go knowing that it's all going to be okay. You have to have a little rain for the flowers to grow. That's what they say, right? And uh, it's always darkest before the dawn. So, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, may he bless you. And keep you, may make his face to rise upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he grant you the peace that passes all understanding. And may he lead you in ways that you never thought possible. In his holy name, Yeshua's holy name, we pray this to the Father. Amen and amen. Good night, folks, and we'll see you on uh, Monday. <laughs>